hang up and try again. Hello, good afternoon or good evening or good morning. This is the second episode. I don't know what that first thing was. This is the second episode of our podcast, uh, so you don't have to. Uh, once again, I am joined by the lovely Dom, and uh, we are going to, you know, uh, continue discussing stuff today. Dom? What's up, guys? Thanks so much for listening in. This week is pretty exciting. Um, we kind of came up with this immediately, I guess, because we both are pretty passionate about this genre of television. So what are we talking about this week? So today, well, th- oh, this week, rather, uh, we're going to be talking about adult animation. Yeah, it's pretty lit. Yes. Um, you know, I think, you know, when I was a kid, adult cartoons were such a big part of childhood. I remember watching Family Guy with dad a lot um, and feeling so naughty doing that because it was such a, you know, for me at the time, an adult show. But now I watch it and it's pretty normal. Um, did you ever watch Family Guy with Dad? Oh, yeah. No, but we would have to do it, like, when Mom was not around. Very true. Yeah, yeah no, it would it would be, it'd be, it'd be sneaky. Yeah, but that's, that was probably the earliest adult cartoon that I remember. Um, I know American Dad was kind of on at that time, but I remember watching episodes of that kind of on and off. But Family Guy was definitely, like, the mainstay of our household. Dad really enjoyed watching that. Um, and then, obviously, Adult Swim was sort of, like, this rebellious thing that would happen late at night. <laughs> Did you, was that a big deal for you too? Yeah, because it would come on, they would play Star Wars The Clone Wars, like, right, it, they would, because Star Wars The Clone Wars, like, it it wasn't in a, like, it wasn't really an adult show, but like, it was violent, so yeah. they would play it right before Adult Swim come on, so I'd watch that, and then suddenly this, this foreign, weird adults what is it? then that would come on and then i would see parts of that um i didn't watch it too much i mean they would play like they play like family guy or american dad or like robot chicken but like i didn't i didn't watch like you know more well-known like adult swim stuff like samurai jack and that kind of stuff but um yeah but yeah uh that that's how i kind of got introduced to adult swim that was my first that was my introduction to it yeah it's same i mean it was just one of the it was kind of like how on Nickelodeon, Nick at Night would come on and it would be like the George Lopez show. So, you know, yes. it, it was those things that if you watch long enough, it would come on late at night. So, um, yeah, same with me. That was kind of like the first introduction. I don't think I really started watching it, though, for my own enjoyment, probably until college, honestly. So pretty recently. And so I kind of want us to talk about sort of the things that we watch now. What are our like favorite adult cartoons and kind of talk about why they are that. So what's yours? We'll start with you. So I'm going to so favorite. I'm going to say, I'm going to, well, this is on Netflix. Uh, this is a Gretzico. I really, I really, really like this show. Uh, I've been trying to kind of figure out why, but like, man, like I, I binged the whole second season, like in, in a night. It like, bro, I love this show so much. I'm also much. curious why it's your favorite show because, you know, and you can talk about this more, but in essence, it's about like a young 20 year old cat. <laughs> like she's a cat, right? But she's, she's a red panda. Oh, I'm sorry. She's a red panda. I've I've seen the first season of the show because he forced me to. Um, yes. <laughs> but she's a red panda who works in like corporate, a corporate job, right? Mm-hmm. But she, what does she do on the side? Oh, well, I, I hate to spoil it for you. Uh, but second season, she kind of becomes, she becomes a part of a little underground band. A little underground Well, even scene. in the first season, she does, like, it's kind of her hobby to do like metal, right? Metal. Yes, yes. Games. Yes. So that's what I was getting to, not like season two. Oh, I was okay. About. Her hobby, her hobby in season one is that the way she kind of gets out of her, ang- gets out her anger. Um, 
it's a really cool show. I mean, it's not something I've consistently watched. I know you watch, um, you've watched all the seasons. I only saw season one. I didn't get too into it, but I think it, it has a great message. It's kind of a feminist cartoon, you know, like it's about a woman having to deal with like creeps at the office and how she kind of works through that pain, you know, in a different outlet. So I'm, I'm kind of interested that it's like one of your favorites. I've been trying to figure out like, yeah, I've been trying to figure out why I like it so much because, because like you said, like it's, it's premise. It's not necessarily, you know, it's, it's not necessarily crazy interesting or, you know, in the sense of like, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're adult cartoons set in like way more like wild, you know, uh, settings and scenarios. Uh, but like, but Agretzico is very, very grounded. Uh, and and I, I guess I'll kind of in, I guess in my explanation, I'll have to bring up one of the points that I guess we were going to get to later, but it's all like, you know, when I watch the show, if it was just, if it was, if it wasn't animated, if it was just people, you know, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it would have been something I would have gotten into. I think, I think the appeal of animation um, and, and like, and its characters, I think that is kind of what, I mean, I think, I think that's what drawed me in with it. Uh, Cause once again, it's, I mean, you know, with its premise and what kind of genre it's in, you know, besides animation, it's just not, it is not something I would, yeah, I would really be that interested in. Um, well, that's a really interesting point because, you know, that's something that I want us to talk about today. Um, and maybe our listeners could kind of relate to that. But my favorite cartoon kind of has me in that same vibe of like, if this was, you know, um, live action, would I watch it? And I don't think so. So my favorite is Bojack Horseman on Netflix. I'm sure some of our listeners have either watched it or heard of it. it. It got a lot of fame. I would say that yours is more underground, so people should definitely try to hype it up and watch it. Because I wanted to point out too, Agretzico, is it like originally a Japanese cartoon? What I'm tracking is, I, I think it's a, I think it was a comic at first. Okay. Um, and then and then they got a deal with Netflix. That, that's what I, that's what I think would happen. It is a Netflix like original though. But you listen to it with English dubs. Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just wanted to point that out to the listeners that it, it's not an American cartoon. Um, with Bojack, it, it is, for me, it's kind of the same thing. If this was live action, I probably wouldn't watch it. But at the end of the day, the premise is that it's a, it's this guy, he's like in his fifties, he's a washed up. Um, he used to be on like a, a, a 90 sitcom and now he's a washed up actor. He's in his fifties. I always thought he was kind of like the uncle Jesse type character from full house. I don't know if anybody remembers full house, but that's kind of the character that he is. And I would say the first season is about him trying to cope with the fact that his career is over to some extent. Um, he has this guy, Todd, that lives with him. And that's kind of a weird relationship with their, their friends. Um, he has an agent who is working with him to try to get some new work. But in essence, it's about this show about this guy. And he does a lot of messed up shit like in his life and on the show. And to some extent, the show kind of captures the Me Too movement. It captures male privilege and in Hollywood. It, it just really talks about a lot of different things. Because on top of the fact that he's a wash-up actor, he's also like a recovering. I wouldn't even say he's recovering because that doesn't happen until later in the show. He's definitely an alcoholic. He abuses drugs. So he's got a lot going on. And I feel like the show is talking about sort of the, the downsides of Hollywood, of the world. I will say, if you've never seen it, though, the first three episodes are kind of trash. So stick with it. 
That's why I kind of have a three episode rule. I always watch, I try to watch three episodes of a show before I give up on it because Bojack Horseman was really bad at first. My friends told me to watch it. One of my coworkers actually told me to watch it and it was trash. And I remember texting him like, I don't know if this is really for me. And he was like, no, I promise you, once you get through the first three, you're going to love it. And he was right. I mean, I cried after every season finale and I cried at the series finale. It's just such a good show. And I think, you know, maybe you can agree with this, Trey. I I feel like there's a misconception that cartoons can't be serious or emotional or, you know, have themes of like, have more serious adult themes. Even like the typical dark adult cartoons like Family Guy, I think a lot of people would say it's just comedy. You're not really supposed to get anything serious out of it. And I would say that both of the shows that we just talked about as our favorites are different. Like they're more emotional. Oh yeah, no. I think there was that stigma for a long time. Um, I mean, you know, def, you know, with it's definitely gotten a lot better now. Absolutely. I mean, even I mean, even like even uh, animation, you know, more aimed towards like, you know, at younger demographics, like they can cover some pretty like serious themes. Um, I think just in general, uh, people you know, creators, like, you know, they're using, not that, they didn't, not that they didn't do it before, but like we're just seeing more stuff where creators are using animation to tell more, much more like uh, hard hitting complex stories and themes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, it's awesome, you know? Yeah, I think it's, so too. Especially when, you know, you go into the show and you're, you're kind of expecting it to be, I don't know, you know, just, when you go, you know, when you go into anything, you have expectations and like when it blows you away with like, whoa, I didn't expect it to go this way, you know, just in general, especially with uh, when, it, when it goes, when it hits like a much deeper like level, then you're like, whoa, you know? Yeah, that's how I felt watching BoJack. I think part of my sadness was because of the plot, but also, and by sadness, I just mean I was emotional about what was happening. But I think another part of it was kind of being caught off guard that I'm crying over a, a 2D figure, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just couldn't believe that, especially this character who I think is very flawed. Bojack Horseman is the main character and he's super flawed. Like, I think if this was someone I met in real life, I would hate them and think they're a monster. But I think what the show is trying to teach and maybe Agretzico has kind of the same message is that life is not this black and white thing. People in life are complicated, complex. Yeah, You know, and with BoJack specifically, I'm really pubbing this show, guys, because I think you should watch. <laughs> they do talk a lot about mental health, his childhood, and I don't think they use it as an excuse for the bad things that he does. But I do think they try to make the point that where somebody comes from plays an active role in who they are and who they're going to be. So it's a pretty it's a pretty in-depth show. So I really recommend if you've ever seen it. I would talk more about it, but I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. And same with the Gretzico. But oh, I already already spoiled like season two. Well, I still think there's more to this show. I still think there's more to this show than like what you kind of mentioned. I'm not gonna repeat it in case somebody didn't. Oh hear yeah, it. oh yeah, no, there is. Just like I got, I love talking about the show, so I I jumped the gun by by. Let saying, me tell you guys too though, Trey like, not that he wasn't like feminist before, but I definitely think we've had like really great com. It sparked a lot of conversations between me and you when you started watching Agretzico, like a big theme, like I said, is sort of the the workplace environment for women. And I remember Trey kind of asked, does some of this stuff actually happen? And what is this like in real life for women? Cause that's really a lot of the show's plot is, you know, her as a woman dealing with harassment and doesn't she get stalked at one point? So 
Yeah. There's just a lot going on that I think you as a man didn't really know about. And it was just, we had a lot of great conversations that were sparked. So if there are any men in your life who need a, a feminist lesson, I think a Gretzico could be a good show for that. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um. So outside of our two favorite shows, which we highly recommend you guys watch, both Netflix, um, a new show that came out recently um, and it premieres, how many episodes did they release on Fridays? One or two? Let's see. I, I kind of need to catch up on it a little bit because there have been two episodes released since. I think it's I think it's one every Friday. Okay. Um, I think I'm just I think I'm just two weeks behind right now. But oh, can I can I reveal the name? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Invincible, which is new. So, all right, sorry. Let me give a little synopsis before I geek. Um, so it's about it's about the 17 year old. He has a superhero dad. Basically, yeah, it's, yeah, it's about him because he, I don't think this is necessarily, because this is kind of shown the trailer. Uh, he gets his powers, uh, like he, which he inherited from his father, and it's basically him uh, dealing with becoming a superhero. Uh, and I know that's really like, that's really vague because there's just so many, oh, there's so, the show is so intricate and like there's so many, like the characters are so complicated. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the first episode, I'm not going to say anything, I'm not going to jump the gun. First episode is a ride because it, it definitely I wasn't expecting the I would say it's more like a very normal episode and like the last couple of minutes just are crazy so that's how yes. I think I feel like he's not accurately saying it's not that it's a ride it's just so normal and then it gets nuts very suddenly um but yeah sorry to interrupt I think it's a ride in the sense of like you know this you know this roller coaster is going you know it's, it's a good time it's going the way you expected though and then it just has this drop yeah. Just nuts. Shit it's, goes. It's honestly, nuts. he tried to prepare me, and to some extent, he did. Like, I mean, he kind of spoiled with, how, so I won't spoil it for y'all, but it definitely, I would, you didn't spoil it all the way because I was still shocked by the perpetrator of what happened. So good, good. Yeah, all yeah. Right. Um, so just to give some more like behind the scenes background of the show, because this is another show that I think we both recommend people watch. Obviously, we're both two episodes behind. I'm, we just finished episode four, and right now there's six episodes out. Um, but it's based on a comic and the comic was started by the same guy who wrote the walking dead. So that's pretty exciting. And because he had those walking dead ties, I think they're called the guardians of the globe. It's a group of superheroes who are the main superheroes who protect earth. Um, the, the boy, I guess his name is, I'm sorry, Mark. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to remember everything. Mark is the main character of the show. His dad is not a member of the guardians of the globe because he just doesn't want to answer to them. But everyone who played the original Guardians of the Globe um, were members of the Walking Dead cast. So that was pretty cool to find out. I recognized all the voices. I was like, why do I know all these people? But it's all the Walking Dead cast playing the original. And um, Steven Yoon plays Mark, the the main character. So I'm just in love with the fact that all of my faves from Walking Dead are back. <laughs> um, and that I get to hear their voices. And then Sandra Oh plays his mom. Sandra Oh is... You might know her from Grey's Anatomy. She was like a huge mainstay on Grey's Anatomy. And now she is on that show, Killing Eve, which is a really big show right now. So I love all the characters. J.K. Simmons plays his dad. I I don't know where I know J.K. Simmons from, but he's been around for a while. So that's, you know, all really great actors. And I'm pretty excited to keep watching. Can I get everything? Yeah, no, I mean, the show, I I can't say everything because I I don't want to because I need to catch up, but I don't want to spoil what already what I know. But yeah, no, it's um, 
I went, I did go and watch a video kind of analyzing um, like what the comic does and what the, and what the show actually does. And I find it interesting because it actually, there, there's some things in the show that's kind of out of order Well, really? out of order in the sense of like, uh, I mean, they've, they've paced it differently. And I think to its benefit, uh, but like mm-hmm. there is, there, there's some, there's some events, especially early on that are not really supposed to happen yet. Yeah, I got you. Um, I think, see, I wouldn't know. I mean, I'm kind of interested in the comics now that I'm watching the show, but mm-hmm. it, it definitely is an interesting story. I feel like the way that we've described all of these shows is very oversimplified. And I think it's because we just don't want to kill the magic. So if you're yeah. interested in any sort of adult cartoon, definitely check out the shows that we mentioned. When we say adult, I just think the thing that separates them from, I guess, kids' cartoons is just the fact they deal with more adult themes, like, and they curse, but that's really it. It's not, you know, I think it's a show that you could, at least with Invincible, it's definitely a show that I feel like you could have watched on Cartoon Network. I don't think it's that, besides some of the stuff that happened in the first episode. <laughs> the whole concept of like, I'm the son of a major superhero and I'm trying to figure out what I wanna do with my life. It does feel a little Teen Titans Go sometimes. Um, <laughs> not in a negative way i'm just saying like it it feels like somewhat of that premise of like i'm just a teenage superhero trying to find my way so i it reminds me of that a little bit i just kind of wanted us to also talk about just some of the other cartoons that kind of made an impact on our lives or on the world i guess and something that comes to mind is definitely like the simpsons rick and morty i was never really a huge rick and morty person um i've seen some episodes but i know nobody like kill me i know it's like for some people, it's everything. Um, I just think I got into it too late in the game to really just love it. And then outside of Rick and Morty, another show that was on Netflix, in case anyone wants recommendations, I don't know too much about Big Mouth because I just, I watched it and I didn't get into it. Another one that I'm just like, mm. I don't know. Did you watch Big Mouth? I did. Uh, I don't, I can't remember. I can't remember at which point I stopped, but I got pretty, uh, I got kind of, kind of, I don't know how many seasons there are now, but like when it kind of first came out and it was getting hyped up, I want to, I think I watched most of the first season because okay, I, I got, so I got kind of into it. Me. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's honestly just, a, to me, it was a show about puberty and I don't know. I just think that was kind of a sometimes uncomfortable topic to watch in a cartoon. <laughs> um, but it was about like these kids going through puberty. So I just, you know, if you're, I would recommend watch my three episode rule, follow that, watch the first three episodes. If you don't like it, don't keep watching. But that isn't a show that I would say is my favorite. So, you know, we kind of discussed, you know, if this was live action, would you watch? And so I guess I'll just kind of in my part asking you, Trey, what makes adult cartoons unique? Why is it something you want to watch as cartoons, but not live action? I, I really do think, and, and maybe there's some, there's probably some some research into it or something. Maybe there's some some neurons in the brain that I don't. But like, I think it goes back to just appeal. Yeah. Because 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 cartoons they you know unless unless you're like uh, you make your cartoon look like the the problem solvers or something. Uh, cartoons <laughs> are cartoons are. Appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bro, you remember that show? Oh yes, I do. That show was that... trippy AF and weird. I'm sorry. Bro, bro, they were, bro. <laughs> Is there any problem solver diehards on the listening? I I'm not think... even gonna I'm not gonna apologize because that show was weird, but uh, I, I wonder what you're doing now. So let us know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but like but like they're you know, they're appealing. So I think that um, you know, cause cause a lot of times when when we're kids, we go and watch like or at least for me, right? I would go I would want to watch a cartoon because it would look cool. 
or something like that. Or like, I liked, I liked the way the characters look. And then as I watched it, I would find out more about them and actually become invested. But like, just as a kid baseline, like, oh, I think this character looks cool. Or, you know, this cast, I'm yeah. just go, I'm gonna go watch the show. But also but you're feel, an artist. So I feel like that probably played a factor. Like you like the design. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess so. You know, even, even more uh, mature, like animation, that kind of stuff. I think, I think that same thing applies. Yeah. I think for me, it was kind of like the opposite, which is that like, I kind of thought that they were childish and not something worth watching. That's why I said Bojack Horseman was kind of the first one that I really got invested in. And I think it was because I was just surprised at how deep it went, you know, the the subject matter, how well written the characters were. I don't know why I always thought, I guess, because I would sit down and watch the problem solvers with you. Just kidding. We never watched that. (laughs) But I used to think that it was juvenile and that if it was in cartoon form, it wasn't well written just because it's in a cartoon form doesn't mean that it doesn't have depth to it so I would say that's what I learned and that's why I continue to watch now to this day because the writing is terrific especially the ones based off comics I think because there's so much great material there already um but just to finish did you want to do our lightning round yeah let's do it uh so I think I think I think I already know the answer to this one so the uh first first question is uh family guy or American Dad Family Guy, 100%. American Dad was always kind of weird to me. I'm sorry, the little alien, what was his name? Roger. Yeah, I didn't like Roger that much. Um, and I just didn't like the animation as much. It just wasn't my vibe. What about you? I'm gonna, I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna say Family Guy just because I know that one better, but like I actually yeah. have given American Dad a shot and like it's, you know, it's definitely Seth McFarlane. That's, I mean, and that's not like, I don't know. He just he just has a little style. Like it, it's it's uh, and I don't say that as if it's to his detriment, but just like it feel like it's different, but it feels familiar. Yeah. Um, and I think it's and I think it's fine. Both um, of them kind of have at this point a little bit of old man humor, but it's okay. <laughs> it's written by an older man. So, um, next one. Uh, so what? So what's a kids show that you would consider uh, adult? Mm. I'll start. Mine definitely got to say Star Wars, the Clone Wars, uh, just because yeah. like, dude, oh, like, and not even just for like the violence, but like, they get into some messed up shit. Yeah. Like, bro, they get into like war crimes type shit. Like, it's just, oh, bro, the show is so complicated. Like, it's so good. It's yeah. So complicated. And it's, bro, it can be so brutal. I think uh, if there had been cursing added I feel like Avatar and The Last Airbender could have been adult. They were murking people left and right. And there's especially like, I remember when they introduced bloodbending, I was like, wow, this is going to a different level. <laughs> bloodbending oh was gosh. on Avatar Last Airbender. So yeah, I think that show could have been adult and maybe they'll remake it and make it more adult. Our last thing we always do before we sign off is we talk about what we're watching next week. So what are you watching next week, Trey? Well, or this week, I, I'm sorry. What, what do you watch? What's on your watch list? That's the question. All right. Well, I got to catch up on Invincible, but then I also want to keep watching um, Circle uh, because that, that shows a riot. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, oh, so I, I kept my promise from last week's episode. I did watch Concrete Cowboy, which I totally recommend. It was so good, guys. Please watch that movie on Netflix. Um, but I'm kind of like you. I think I'm probably going to watch some Invincible. I want to catch up on the last episode, recent episode of The Circle. And that actually is a good segue into the revelation of what we're going to be talking about next week. So get excited, y'all. We're talking about reality television. 
and specifically shows on streaming services like Netflix. So we will be talking about The Circle um, and a couple of other more famous reality shows that have come out through those services. So I'm pretty excited about that. And we're going to do some research and watch some more shows so that we're prepared to talk to you guys next week about that. We'll just say thanks so much for listening and have a great week. We can't wait to talk to you next week. See you next time.